Hello, you're listening to Fish Food, a podcast for entrepreneurs who started working for themselves to build companies that grow into thriving businesses. Here, we provide bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Keila hill Trawick, and whether you're acting as your own accountant or looking for a new one, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. Hey, and welcome back. All right, so most of you know that I run an accounting firm that serves small businesses, actually micro businesses, really. And the first question might be like, what does that mean? Well, it's not a well-defined term, but in our world, it is businesses with one owner and teams of less than 10. So that's not all of our clients, but our best clients kind of fall into that bucket. Generally, they're starting at about 250K in revenue and going up to seven and multiple seven figures. And it's the reason that I have a really strong affinity for a commitment to small businesses who want to stay small, who want to keep a small headcount, but really want to scale towards more revenue, um, more space, more time. And that doesn't come in equal measure, right? You got some clients who have very small teams who have built out revenue, but don't have any time and some that have the opposite. And one of the mistakes that I see happen over and over and over again is that when businesses start and when they are thinking about growth, their concentration is on marketing right? We are all about getting the sale. I need to get in front of more people. I need to open up my network. I need more people to see me so that I can get more clients. And it's funny because when people ask me, like when I'm starting my business, what should I be thinking about? If I'm in business for a while and I'm making money, what should I be focused on? And it might be surprising, but it's not sales. It's your back end. Like, If you want more people, if you want more cash and you could get 100 clients today, could you serve them? Could you take care of them in a way that lives up to your promise to them and your promise to yourself of how you want to live and how you want to run this business? Like, is that hit of this number of clients that you get to support, is that the real goal? And so I really want us to start questioning growth, start thinking about like, do I want to grow? Do I really want to scale? Or do I just want the things that are behind it? Do I want the fame and the attention and the cash and the clients and the results? Do I just want what comes on the other side of that? Because the reality is you can get there and you can reach kind of the highest peaks But a couple of things happen. One, it's never the end. If you make 500,000, you can make a million. If you can make 1 million, you can make three. If you can make three, you can make five. It's always chasing the next high. And if you don't determine what is enough for you, what is the place at which you're like, nah, I'm good. We could just ride this out for a little bit. You may end up on this continuous hamster wheel of just going after things simply for the sake of growth. I'm not here to tell you not to go for growth. You'll hear this every time you hear me speak and all the way through this podcast. If growth is your thing, shoot for it. There is not a one size fits all. But if you don't necessarily want growth and just want to get paid and want to create a life for yourself that you enjoy, you might consider staying small. So today, 
We're going to go over four ways that small businesses who are looking to stay small can actually stay small with a couple of tidbits in between. All right, let's get started. So the thing about being a small business that is not interested in growth simply for the sake of growth is that you got to change your mindset. All of that like grind culture, hustle culture, by any means I'm going to get these people in does not work when you're trying to be efficient and effective so that you can create a life that you want around a business that you run. And the first step in that is knowing what you need or really what you want. So you got to start asking some questions. Do I want to get off at a certain time? Do I want to be able to travel more? Do I want to have more time to spend with my family or with myself? How much money do I need to really create that life for myself? If you don't start there, if you don't have a sense of what you want for yourself, your business can easily go off the rails because it just becomes a constant chase. I think of a client in particular who came to me and was like, hey, trying to make a million dollars. And I was like, okay, we can do that. Let's figure out how much you're making by service level. Let's go through and all the things you offer. Let's think about and talk about how much you make in each of those areas and how much effort it takes, right? Because it may take a lot more work to do the $10,000 project than it does to do the $2,000 project. And we want to discuss that. So first, we had to break all of that out. She didn't have that information before she came to us. And so we had to start from a place of how much are you making in these other areas? Not just top line, what am I making in total? But like for these three service levels, how much do I make in each of those? So step one, we figured out one of these you don't even really make money from. You spend so much to put it on and you make just enough to make a margin on it, but you're not really getting paid from it. Is, is that a service that you even want? And as we talked about it, it was like, actually, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time. I got to bring in all these contractors to really make it work. And like, I enjoy it fine, but it's not really how I want to spend my time. Okay. And also, I want to be able to take off during the summer so I can hang out with my kids for their break. And I don't have time because the way that this service is set up, it's a really busy period. Listen, that's not the whole reason that you restructure the way that your business works, but it's a pretty good step. It's a pretty good point uh, to put on the map to say, I'm trying to get to that. And so the more questions that you ask of yourself, the more you start leaning into like, what do I want? the better you can start making decisions for the business that will actually support your ability to do so. All right, so now you got a sense of what you think you want. Now you got to choose a cap. Now it's hard to choose a ceiling. When we are in business to try to do, be, exceed expectations, um, it can be hard to say, no, I'm not going to go beyond this point. But if you don't determine what enough is, it can be not only really hard to track, but it can lead you to a place where you end up realizing that you're not running the business that you really want to run. And so I encourage you to figure out what is enough. And again, this is a mindset shift, right? Because you have to leave behind this idea of complacency, that if I choose what is enough, I'm leaving stuff on the table. You're not because you're building the life that you want. So when you think about what is enough, think about revenue. How much could you make or how much do you need to make to live the life that you want? 
to pay your team the way that you want to, to take off when you want to, to do the amount of work that you want to do, how much do you need to make? Another way to look at it is how many clients do you want to take? Some people say, I will take anybody that'll pay me. We're going to talk about that in another episode, but don't do that. Um, But for example, at my firm, we don't take more than 100 clients, period. Once you get to number 101, they have to go on a wait list because I know that that is the number that we can serve in a way that meets all of the promises that I give. So what is your enough? What is your cap after which you're like, yo, I'm not trying to add more people or more resources or get an in real life space. I'm not trying to do none of that. And I can stop myself from doing that if I just end taking on new clients when I get to this point. The thing is, when you make that cap, you're able to reach it in a way that allows you to serve better. Because you're not constantly on the sales uh, hamster wheel, right? You're not constantly trying to chase to get new clients. Once you hit that cap, now we can say, all right, how can we do this better? I got the number of people that I need in here. We've got enough to cover expenses. We know exactly how much we need. Everybody's going to get paid. We got a cushion for anything else that happens. How can I improve what I'm doing? And that really gives you the time to be the CEO, to lean into operations and business development on how you want to make the business better because you're not on the chase. So step two, find your enough. Step three is to simplify. Now, I'll be the first to admit to you, I don't simplify well. I would never be called a minimalist. I don't know if I'm a maximalist, but I like things. I like uh, software that's going to solve my problems. And I have made a mistake of layering them on top of each other in a way that by the time I hired more team members, it got way more complex. How do we make that better? The thing is, if you're going to use a small team, you got to be real efficient and effective with what you do use. Your systems need to be simplified. Your processes need to be simplified. Your team members need to be a game, right? You don't have time for mediocre. Everybody has to be good because there are only so few of you. And so you need to start thinking about that before somebody comes in. When you are thinking about who's going to be the next person that you hire to the team or replace somebody that's leaving, your first step needs to be, what do I need for my job to be easier? What do they need to do for me? Not just to make a return on investment financially, but to give me time back so that I can run the business that I want to. That's a top priority. Then when we're thinking about software and systems, what are you not investing in because it feels expensive and you got to take 16 extra steps to try to get it done? Don't do that. Pay for the thing that makes your life easy. I know. It can feel like you're watching money kind of go out of the business in a way that feels like a water hose sometimes. And you got to be effective, right? You need to be looking at your books. You need to know how much you can afford. And you need to make decisions in a way that feels strategic for your business. But at the end of the day, the better that you can make it for your team, the better you can make an experience for your clients, the more money you can make. And we will talk about niching down in a future episode, but I really want you to think about how can I get closer and closer to serving everyone in the best way possible in a way that doesn't cause an additional burden or heavy lift for me. And that really comes down to simplifying, that things can be streamlined and focused. 
not only so that you're providing a better uh, experience for your team and your clients, but also for yourself. You need time off. You need to be able to rest. You need to have space to create opportunities that may take you to the next level of whatever that looks like for your business. But uh, you can't do that if everything feels like it's all over the place. So step three, simplify. The last lesson is to track everything and change what doesn't work. You have the right to change your mind. You're supposed to change your mind. Some people say that every two to three years, our businesses are basically going to reinvent themselves. And so we won't have what I thought would happen, which was this like flat line. Eventually, we would kind of plateau and coast out. Every milestone, every new height that you reach requires a different version of you to show up. But for you to know what the next version needs, you need to know what's working and what's not. You need to be able to look at your books and say, all right, so we got rid of this service. Was that good? How many clients did we take on? How did that feel? Did we take on fewer clients, but it felt miserable? Did we take on more clients, but because we tweaked all these processes, it felt amazing? How is the team doing? How does my life feel? Do I have uninterrupted time off? If weekends are my space where I don't want work to interrupt, was I able to really achieve that? Do I get off on a certain time? I'll tell you that that's been my hard one. I will make times and say, yes, I'm absolutely getting off by this time. And then I drown in emails or drown in work. And the next thing you know, I'm here all evening. That may not be your goal, but whatever your goal is, you need to be able to track to see if you're actually achieving that. And that can be as complex as key performance indicators that you're looking at for your business and as simple as gut checks. Did I like it? Made a lot of money last year. Was I burned out at the end of it? And if you were, how can we make some adjustments to account for that? The decision to grow or not to grow is personal. And it doesn't look the same for everybody. Some people are going to scale and to a certain point and then end it. Some people are going to change their minds. I mean, I am always here for change your mind. When I started this business, I was like, we're going to have two people. It'll be like me and a bookkeeper. And then I was like, oh, maybe three. It'll be like me and a bookkeeper and an admin. And then we can do the work. And as the business has evolved, I haven't grown the team by that much. There are six of us now instead of just three, which isn't obviously huge. But I started thinking about what role do I want to play in the company? How can I make sure that everybody is getting the experience that I promised? even when I'm not the one that's personally delivering it. And as a firm that is committed to small businesses staying small, including my own, I really had to take these lessons into mind. What is our enough? What do I want to feel? How do I want to live? How do I make sure that I have a life that I love that has a business that I work for included and not a business that I am constantly working for that I'm just kind of building my life around it? That's not the goal, right? We didn't start these businesses to feel like we were trapped by them. I want you to live how you want to live. And I want the business to be able to support that flexibility. But you got to figure out how big you want to get. The bigger you get, the more complex, the more people that might need to be involved, the more expensive it gets. And you need to make the decision of which one works for you. But if you are not interested in scaling just to scale, this is the podcast for you. So excited for you to join us as we experience this new version of fish food that I'm super excited about. And we'll see you next week.
Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, I've got good news for you. We're supporting you all over the internet. Check out our Instagram at littlefishaccounting or our website, littlefishaccounting.com for guidance, resources, and ways to work with us. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. See you next time.